Okay, welcome everyone to, I guess, the first episode of the Posted Podcast. I'm currently joined by my uh, co-host and co-owner of this podcast, Akin. Akin, take it away. Honestly, love, bro, man. Gotta say, shout out to you for real. We appreciate you for creating the idea and the platform for this. Um, and I'm just hella grateful that we're able to start something like this. So for real, because I know you won't um, say it yourself, but you got to give yourself a pound of back for all of this because this is crazy. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. So uh, why don't you tell everybody how this is, how this is going to transpire, how it's going to go down? Yeah, so the first thing we're doing is to leave a message. So that's something that Aslan started off with TikTok where people just left an anonymous, an anonymous message on a forum and we just pick a few of them um, each episode, discuss them, explain it give our opinions and our perspectives about it. Then we just branch on about things um, that interlink with that sort of sub uh, subject or topic. Uh, so that's like the the core, I guess, of what we're doing. And then building on this, I guess, as you might want to say something about how we just got to make sure that if people need professional advice, that they obviously go and seek it. Oh yeah, I will say, I, I want to interrite that if your problem does require professional advice because at the end of the day we're just giving our opinions and trying to help out people if you do need professional advice please go seek it out so yeah thank you and then in just some like stuff that we're looking to bring yeah uh, it's one of my personal favorites the phil philosophical statements oh yeah because i love those you know because you get real in depth um with them so obviously we're looking to do maybe once a week, once every fortnight. We haven't quite yet decided or worked out the full logistics of everything, but introducing philosophical statements where we just discuss things such as what is life, you know, what, what is reality, what defines right, why is this wrong, you know, um, mm -hmm. where is reality within all of the world that we're living in, et cetera, those kind of questions. Um, and then obviously the news flash as well. Uh, yeah. I think it's really important for us to just educate people and bring awareness to certain global news stories that people in certain areas of the world might not hear about and then obviously tie that in with quite crucial um, questions that we have for ourselves as humans, citizens and inhabitants of, of the earth. Yeah, so I mean, other than that... I should start with going on from this and just asking you, how's your life going, man? How's everything been? <laughs> I mean, things have been going decent. I mean, he's you've been on my ass really, just trying to get this out because uh, I have been procrastinating on it a lot. So it's just been busy trying to get this all ready and done because there's a lot of work to, to go into all of this. You excited? But, um, yeah. yeah, I am a bit nervous, but definitely I think excitement's the main feeling that um, that's coming through at the moment. Yeah, so why don't we just, uh, why don't we just get started? Do you want to read the first one out or should I? Uh, you go ahead and read, read out the first one. Okay, the first one is, how do you know when something isn't worth fighting for? Ooh. When you give, when you start this one off. So I'm guessing this person probably just talking about in the general context, you know, mm -hmm. um, something in all aspects of your life. So not just like when someone isn't worth like giving your energy for and fighting for them, but just in terms of like when you know it's time to maybe just say goodbye to something. And I guess um, that's when... I would say you can't see any longevity or like positive 
um, long-term benefits coming from that thing. Uh, So to give an example, the second where it's detrimental to you in the long run, I would say that's probably time to start to say goodbye. You know, because you might be getting some sort of short-term benefit, but if in the long term it's running you down, it's wearing you down, tiring you out, causing you stress, anxiety, or whatever it may be, it's probably best for you to just switch it up. Uh, that's that's a pretty good answer. I would I would say um, when you're putting in more than what you're getting out, whether that's um, just uh, in, in, in an investment in life or whether that's in a relationship, if you're putting in way more time and you're not getting anything out of it in return, I'm not saying like uh, you need to be like greedy in terms of that, right? I'm saying like within reasonable doubt, within reasonable doubt, if you're not getting something that you think is expected in return, then it's definitely time to kind of pull away. But what I mean, what you said in the beginning was perfect. Just when when there's no uh, when you can't see this being something have like something uh, in the long run, when there's no longevity to it. I would say that thing you said about um, if you're not getting as much as you're putting it in, I always find that phrase quite interesting. Why is that? Because obviously, like I agree, with, like you sow what you like, you reap what you sow, you know. But there are so many cases where, in the short run, you're probably putting a lot of time and a lot of work to develop a certain craft, and you might not see the fruition of it. So it's a, I've got two examples off the top of my head. They're pretty basic, but gym and basketball, you know. You see people who hit the gym, it's like you spend several years in the gym and people don't realise that those several years, it doesn't all come at once, you know. It's a continuous hustle of just putting in like hours and hours of sweat and work. Same thing for basketball. People develop their craft, hours of running, hours of team practice, individual practice, shooting practice, handling drills, all of this. And many people don't really see the results until it's like sort of nearing the, the end goal, if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so always take that what like what you said with a pinch of salt in my opinion um, yeah but I'm saying if you don't see anything at all like nothing uh, nothing reciprocated back at all like there is absolutely nothing you're getting back you can't work with anything in return that's what I'm saying that's how you know when and something isn't worth fighting for I guess this can be applied to relationships as well can't it what do you think yeah if we do take this in the context of relationships so when is someone not worth fighting for i guess depending on your stage in terms of where your current relationship is at with them it may vary slightly so if you've just met a person like literally just off the bat met someone and then they've said something disrespectful and it's like this almost like your first impression of them it's not it's not, it's not worth chilling with them like do you know what i'm saying that you they're not off to a good start just dip but if you maybe have been friends with them for a few years and they said something that's disrespectful you might want to take the time to have a conversation and try and discuss what was wrong and if you can't come to an agreement then you would know maybe after them not wanting to understand or see your viewpoint that okay they're not for me you know they don't have the same viewpoints or just not aligning in the same way etc so then you would know it's time to cut paths there but if something deeper than that so let's say you're in a relationship with someone and it's like you guys have gone through continuous trials and tribulations over and over and over again, then it might not be just one conversation that takes to that point. It might be repeated conversations. And then you're really starting to see that the way they view life or the way they view this issue is dangerously different to you. Um, And then again, because that's not beneficial in the long run, it's time for you to then just go and 
thank you for everything but it's probably best that we part ways so if if your long-term views don't align basically you're saying then that's when that's when you know something isn't worth it yeah that's also, the thing relationships I, yeah like people don't realize there are a lot of conversations you need to be having when you're in a relationship like are we heading the same way like what are you getting what do you plan to save people this? a lot of trouble so much trouble like some people are just yo some people are on one thing the other person the other thing and then they it's realize dilly dally until they hit one road and it's like bang i never knew this well you didn't ask so <laughs> if you get what i'm saying but yeah mm-hmm. just again a, a lot of it comes down to just talking you know communication and, and being able a lot of people want to shy away from it and not part ways but you you gotta have that sort of mental fortitude and toughness to say you know what it was good it's probably gonna be tough but it's time to it's time it to only benefits you in the long run really if you communicate things with whether that's friendships or a relationship or with mm. even your parents if you can communicate in the long run every it works out perfectly anything else to add any final thoughts on this question before we move on i guess just to maybe on the flip side when something is worth fighting for how would you know yeah if it's if it's done you i could. think i think with me Sorry, because mm-hmm. I interrupted. Yeah, go ahead. No, um, go ahead. I, think, I think with me, if there's clear effort being shown, whether that's in a relationship or when the, whether there's just small hints that you can get that, oh, okay, that, that there is, I'm gaining something out of this. Even if it's little, that's, that's, that's how I know personally. Or if there's like, if, if it, in a friendship, if there's just some effort being shown, like there's a clear strive going on here, then that's fine. That's when I know something is worth it or fighting for it, I guess. What about you? Yeah, I mean, if it, I feel like if it constitutes quite a big part of me or a part of my character or something I resonate deeply with, then I know it's worth fighting for. Because um, obviously I've got those around me that I treasure. So anything within that space, that's something that I deem worth fighting for. But I would say this was quite like vague. This, like, a lot of these questions discussion. are vague because it wasn't really specific but yeah just i don't no. know use your use sense and ask other people as well you know um sometimes you might not be able to think clearly because of certain circumstances or certain situations it might be clouded judgment so get a third person to shed some light you know what though sometimes i think no do you know what i, I think some people deep down like have a gut feeling whether or not it's worth it like i think there there, mm. there is that element of a gut feeling where it's like Mm, you know what i i have a gut feeling this isn't this isn't this isn't worth it completely or there's nothing that's going to come out of this i say trust that gut feeling sometimes people just be trying to deceive themselves though like even though it might feel off a bit they'll be like oh it's all right it'll work out you know oh this is yeah nothing. but that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't take away from the gut feeling that's just them True. trying to talk themselves out well so they can acknowledge trust it, your instincts yeah. trust your instincts i would say Unless your instincts are absolutely nonsense, then <laughs> use logic. But in that case, then get a third person. I would say this was a very terrible question. Next one. Uh, do you want to read that one out? Yeah. Okay. So I like this one. Um, do people actually change? Yes. You would yes. Yeah. Straight straight out answer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I guess we should just give definitive answers. Yes. Yeah. That's my definitive answer. But then elaborate. What elaborate? I think I think um, time and experience changes people completely. Like, 
you could you could meet someone right for example a childhood friend and and from the experiences that they've gone through and and the the amount of time that it's been since then i guess time and experience go hand in hand here but just their the experiences in life that they've had will change them it will push them in a certain direction it will push their thought track in a certain direction their mannerisms their character it will shape and mold those kind of things so therefore yes people do change yeah uh yeah i'm rocking with that i actually just had a conversation like with one of my friends and essentially i was just saying that one of the greatest things about like human beings is their capacity to overcome adversity whatever situation somebody has been in or whatever situation you're going through there's someone else in the world that's been in either that same position or a very similar situation and has been able to overcome it so talking about do people change in all aspects so talking about people have committed like crimes so that's what i'm thinking sometimes yeah or even people who might have just showed certain certain bad mannerisms etc yeah it's more so if they're willing to change you know it's not whether they can Mm, i forgot about that that's a good point if like you know that phrase like if you look hard enough you will find it that's precisely what it is if you believe that you're going to see a ghost and you make yourself think that you're going to see a ghost you will start seeing ghosts like even if no one else around you seeing ghosts you're going to see ghosts same way if you think like hard enough that yeah i can become a nicer person you will start to become a nicer person yeah it's just the principle of whether you're willing to put in that effort that's the, the, the you raised a point earlier about people who are in jail do you think serial killers change do i think serial that was killers that change? My, my i know that's a really extreme way <laughs> to go down it but it was just the first thing that came to my mind do you think a serial killer will change do you think that person, let's say this man, massacred a lot of children? Mm. This this guy or girl massacred a lot of children, and it, it his body count in that sense is up there, right? Mm. Do you think this person has the capability to change? That is the only time I'm perplexed by it. That like normally my definitive answer would be yes, but otherwise that is the one thing that will stump me. So I would say it depends on the scenario. So if this person was just like leading their normal life then all of a sudden something happened something switched and then they went out massacred and then immediately after they're just like yo what have i done like they didn't even or realize they were in that frame of mind etc whilst everything was happening and then they really regret with help to sort of discover what that switch was or what flipped that switch and how to control it then yeah but if it was someone who genuinely took genuine joy and like this was just on different occasions and like after it they were proud of it then it's a matter of pride so long as they stay pride they're not going to admit what they did was wrong and therefore they won't change you know the first job is the first step is accepting that what you did was wrong do you know what i'm saying yeah. if you're not going to accept that then there's no way you're going to be able to move forward so it really comes down to the nature of that person how they view what they did it all comes down to that self-reflection and self-evaluation and i feel as though I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of documentaries on like serial killers, but something. I don't think would, a lot of them change. Yeah, something would tell me that they probably feel quite proud of what they've there done. There is an element of pride within it, I believe, with a lot of serial killers, which is why that question. I mean, I'm 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 someone who likes to believe in the best of people, but I personally wouldn't know. I don't think they would. 
just with that specific scenario. I think other, a lot of other people have the capability to change, but just that one specific scenario that always comes to my mind whenever someone mentions a question along those lines. For example, I know a family friend. He works in um, he works in a, a mental institution, and he told me he told me about this kid. He's our age, actually. They call him Pocket Eye Joe. And basically, what happened is, I'll tell you the way he told me the story. So, this guy, he, this guy Pocket Eye Joe, he killed his mother. And when um, the police found him, they found both his mother's eyeballs, one in each pocket. No respect the pocket. Left eyeball and left pocket, right eyeball and right pocket. Right. So from that perspective, actually this brings on a different question. Do you think this person's a bad person? I'll tell you afterwards with context, but just from from that, from the get-go, from the jump-go, someone like that comes up to you. Do you think that this person's a terrible person? Again, just the way I reason, I wouldn't be able to make the judgment off the bat because what would cause someone to go and do that to their own mother mm. in my mind i have to feel like something something has to have gone on like do you get what i'm saying like yeah that doesn't seem to me the standard or, or the innate response that people would have so i'm starting to think like was it maybe an accident the fact that he was even keeping the eyeballs in his pockets straight after did he feel regret and feel like he had to retain part of his mother on him or like something along those lines. So yeah, I really wouldn't be able to say whether he was good or bad or... Now, with context, right? So he had received a lot of abuse. Uh, by the way, there's a warning for this, but we will be talking about abuse here, drug abuse and um, physical and sexual abuse. So he received a lot of abuse by both his parents, his mother and his father as a child. And I, I believe if I'm correct in saying from the story that his mother overdosed him on cocaine before the event happened and he thought his mother was an alien which is why he killed her so when he found out when he came off the high he really just he didn't he, he put the eyeballs in the pocket obviously beforehand so he'd only realized the eyeballs were in the pocket when he ended up in prison yeah okay but so that, that, that was the context behind it then you see it completely flips the switch it, it, it i'm not saying he's a bad person yeah i mean there's an argument can be made still, for both yeah Obviously, an argument is still not. You wouldn't support that. Act. Justified. Like, yeah, exactly. we wouldn't go and say thumbs up. You know, like excellent job. But you can then understand how someone else in that like is very plausible that you could get another person in his shoes, and the same thing again could happen. And that's like again, this even links into how like law works. Like that's crazy. The whole thing about like law in terms of being in court you can get away with any crime if you prove that a rational human being would have done what you would have done in that position. That's all you need to do. And that's how such like such insane crim and criminals get away with things over and over and over again because they pay the best lawyers to prove that if you were in this person's position, you probably would have done the exact same thing. And then you can't really jail someone you for that. You can't debate it, yeah. And like that, that case with that person, if you had someone who was heavily drugged, abused and everything, and then they started thinking that aliens will come. If you think a monster's coming to you, what's your what's your response? It's either run or fight to survive. You know, they picked one of the options, and that's quite plausible. So, do you think he's a good or a bad person? I I know this is a really terrible question to ask and put you on the spot here. Do I think he's a good or a bad person? <laughs> I don't. I I don't know. I, I I couldn't tell you if he's a if he's a good. I have no reason to say that he's a bad person. 
I can say that. But I also have no reason to justify him being a good person. I don't know whether he was kind to other people, etc. It's interesting. Why don't why don't everyone who's watching this? Why don't you tell us? Do you think he's a good or a bad person? Given I feel given like the context, very split decisions on this. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what people think. Given the context on everything about Pocket Eye Joe, what do you think? Do you think he's a good person or he's a bad person? Let us know. Okay, so the next one, number thirteen. Okay, <laughs> number thirteen is interesting. <laughs> I'll read out number thirteen. I have an audition. I'm really nervous about. I have. I have an audition. I'm really nervous about on Friday. I also got a um, D on my math test. Lol. <laughs> Straight up, I'm guessing you're like in in secondary school, or sorry, in America. If you're in America, like middle school, high school. Yeah, a uh, lot of a lot of my audiences probably slightly younger. And as in in America, when it comes to maths tests, <laughs> why is it always people? Why is it always maths? Like it's so rarely ever like English, history, Spanish, geography. So always just got to be mathematics again. He's only again, saying this because he was good at maths, folks. He's only saying this. Because I of enjoy. I, I personally enjoy mathematics. You know, further maths as well. For sure. anyone who did further maths A level, you know the joys about that. But um, no one's going to say it was fun. Who's going to say it was fun? Because it was fun. Like I don't know. It, there's just great joy <laughs> in it. Look, if I've got to give you advice, I mean, you said low after you got a deal in your maths test. I don't think you care too much. Um, but, I, but I don't know if that's you trying to hide or anything. Uh, if you're trying to get better at maths, the best thing is just practice questions. So just that's literally, I, it's, it's the easiest Rinse thing. Rinse out I as think. many questions as you can yeah. possibly think of. Like your hand needs to get a cramp. Once you get the technique down, then you're, you're sorted with maths. So that's that part. But in terms of audition, have you ever had stage fright? You know what? This this is this is a side off, right? But you know when people say, "Imagine everyone in the room's naked," right? Yeah. How's that supposed to help? I've never done just, it. I know. I I don't. I've done I think it's meant once. to be a calming effect, so it almost makes you want to laugh at people. And if you're laughing at them, it doesn't you make really you laugh. It just them. makes you nervous. It makes you even more nervous. Have I did tried it, it once. <laughs> yeah, I did a nativity play. Man said he wet himself on stage. <laughs> I never wet myself on stage. That's not what happened. I just, I got nervous and I forgot my lines. I was Joseph in in a nativity. They saw a little wet patch on your trousers. <laughs> nah, I'm playing, I'm playing with you, I'm playing. <laughs> nah, um, stage fright, yeah. I Take think three deep breaths and just do it. It's inevitable. As much as you see people who are like, when they're presenting, they seem very confident. I was saying there's still an element of them that or at some point in their life that would have been aware that, oh, I'm still feeling a bit of pressure. They just have controlled their demeanor, the outward demeanor really well. And the best thing to do is just practice. Uh, the more times you perform, the more times you give speeches in public places, the more times you're just on stage talking to a large group of people, talking to random people you've never met, it improves your confidence and eventually it just becomes natural to you because you've adapted to it, you know? You know what things calm you down you know if you use hand gestures you know where to look what things work for you it's really just a process so it's going to be tough but take it on the chin be proud of yourself have some confidence and just go out and do it if you make a mistake you make a mistake but you bounce back harder yeah i was gonna say he uh, i can raise a really good point uh which is the practice i would say it, it, practice in front of your parents really just bug them a lot 
be like, okay, I've got an audition, here are my lines, I'm going to practice in front of you and really just put on a show in front of your parents and really just imagine that they're, they're the ones who are watching. And then by constantly practicing, you will just eventually, it'll become second nature and then it will be a lot harder for you to forget the lines, if I'm correct in thinking. And also, breathing really helps. Like taking, taking really deep breaths from the nose now from your mouth, that really calms me down as in personally when I'm stressed out. So maybe just do that, do a couple of breathing exercises before you enter on stage and you won't wet your pants like me. Definitely don't think about people being naked. That never works. I don't know how that works. To this day, it perplexes me. Yeah, you know what? Maybe it might work for them. Uh, if it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, if it doesn't and you do it, it's a terrible way to go out. And then to auditions, uh, whether it's drama or singing as well, as he's, as Aslan said earlier, practice, like, practice makes progression. When a lot of confidence should come from the amount of hard work you put in for it. And that's when it helps act as sort of like a cushion barrier because if you know you put in a lot of hard work, you know that you just need to do what you practice and the performance will be good or whatever you're doing will be um, to the required level. So yeah, just practice and try and practice in a situation that you're not too comfortable in. So if you start practicing in front of your parents and that gets easy, then take it up a level and practice in front of um, some of your friends. If that gets slightly easier, then maybe practice in front of your class. Like if you have like a select class in school, practice in front of them and then after that, you'll probably be at a certain level where you're like, oh, I can perform in front of people that I don't necessarily associate with or are well acquainted with. And then mm -hmm. now you just take that on a slightly larger scale. And that's another practice for whatever you do in the future and the bigger the bigger arenas that you'll be performing in, etc. Hopefully, hopefully. But yeah, the, I don't really have anything else to add to this question. No, do I? So yeah, wrap that up. I don't want to read out number 15. Number 15? Okay, <laughs> number 15, from the moment I saw her, I loved her. It's been a couple <laughs> years, and as hard as I try, I can't get over her. Wow, I think we've, had, I think, I think we've all had a story like that one before. Thoughts, Aslan? A lot of these questions are like this in this forum. So we're just going to address this the one time. We're gonna it might come up again in the future. I don't really know. I, I've not been in a, in a relationship that I would know. I think just keep yourself busy. Find something that you can work towards and keep yourself busy and work on that. If you keep your mind occupied, that's less time to think about other stuff. That's, that's the only thing that I can come up with. So I'm going to start off with from the moment you saw her, you loved her. <laughs> now, I have a question. Did you really How old her? are you? How now, old are you? All right. But was it love or was it lust? Like, let's be clear with a few things. Uh, I think it's, you can definitely gravitate or feel an attraction to somebody mm. when you first see them. That is 100% possible. But to love somebody, now, I, don't know, you know, I don't know if you know what the word love means, yeah, or maybe we've got different definitions of it. But love is, that's strong. And I feel like you meant like in love, like you're, infatuated with this that, yeah that's what I was about to say that's not love that's infatuation those are two different things so uh I would just say maybe you as a person need, might need to just relax and reflect a bit you know um if you can gain that much of an attachment to someone just off of looking at them 
then that's that a problem. can be quite dangerous because you don't know that person that you're that attracted to. That person might be able to use you in the future or take advantage of you in terms of land you in certain situations that you wouldn't want to be in. So that's quite dangerous. From the moment I saw her, I lo- that's such a heavy statement. Yeah, that's a Disney story right there. <laughs> that's literally like Cinderella, like when she lost her shoe and then saw Prince Charming, is like, oh, but... <laughs> it just makes me laugh because I'm, I'm pretty sure this dude is like 14. You never know. It could be a 37-year-old man. Just just really down bad. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> really down bad. But they said it's been a couple of years and as hard as I try, I can't get over her. That's bad. Um, so whether you're a man, woman, they, however you identify, etc. Mm-hmm. A couple of years is quite a long time. Uh, for you to be hung up over someone and I'm then assuming that you must be in quite close proximity to this person then oh so this because if you haven't been able to get over them I feel like you're seeing um, this is an assumption by the way that they're seeing them like over and oh it might be the classic thing like let's just be friends over again like we don't know but the conversations they've had in the meantime or even if they have had conversations this might be just like some secret admirer or something so one if you've never spoken to this person please get the confidence just go say hello and introduce yourself otherwise this is kind of creepy yeah Um, that's what i was about to say that would be a really creepy if you have spoken to them in the meantime and you decided to just be friends just for yourself i think it's best to try and distance yourself from them as much as possible um there is a proximity effect that comes into things such as these so the further you are away from them the less chance there is for you to then go and relapse continue to develop feels etc yeah and if they're just with someone else and you're trying to wait for your chance there's no <laughs> point in waiting for somebody you know <laughs> like go do move your on own with thing. your life yeah move on like really just i guess I guess I can help from here, right? So get yourself as far as you can if it's for the second situation that I can mention. But then from there on out, really just keep yourself busy. I'm not saying go down like a terrible path of keeping yourself busy, right? Like like alcohol abuse or anything, right? Because some people like... Yeah, from a they bad substitute breakup, that with something. Yeah. Just, just find something like find something like a hobby that you've always really wanted to do for example find that hobby rediscover that hobby and really just push yourself into it really go all out and focus on that and that will keep yourself busy that combined in with just taking yourself out of that environment where you're constantly infatuated with this one person will will really work out in the long run and also if if you haven't ever spoken to her that's really creepy man seriously just just that that's kind of creepy yeah they might be phoning like 999 or 911 whichever country they're in (laughs) real soon so my prayers are out to you please leave them alone or just go up and talk to them and then introduce yourself they did mention though that they have they said as hard as i try so i feel as though they've had it in the back of their mind to try and get away from the situation as much as possible they're just really struggling with in that sense with, with, a, with a mechanism yeah yeah in that sense i guess have someone there to hold you accountable like a good friend and if you can be have honest that friend. with yourself you know sometimes you just gotta get a get a reality check 
there might be someone that's feeling you and you're not feeling them and it just doesn't work out, vice versa. It's not everything that you're going to be able to get just like that. Not everything in life is going to go your way. Uh, sometimes just reflect on the whole thing, understand where you lie with them, what's possible, what's not possible, respect their boundaries, respect your boundaries. And then just, as Aslan said, go and do something that that's good for you. I have nothing else to add. Do you have anything else to add? Nah, I feel like we covered all aspects of what could potentially be <laughs> going down here. Hi, I'm on number 44. Um, it's a long one. So backstory. I, uh, I dated this guy in high school and he was two years older. I was a freshman and we dated two and a half years, but we broke up because he left me for the girl he told me not to worry about. That's tough. And then moving on, he's still with her. I'm with a new guy. They get engaged. Me and this new dude are going are doing okay, I guess, but it's so on and off now. Now to current time. Him and her are no longer together. She cheated. <laughs> this is such a messy story. She, we're not even halfway through, by the way. She cheated on him with his best friend. Yikes. And almost five months ago, he messaged me and we started linking up and I caught feelings again. And he didn't at first, but now he does, or at least he says. Basically, end story here. I'm confused, and I want to know if I should just move on or not. He did hurt me once before. Probably, in fact, my biggest heartbreak and something I still mourn over on occasion. But he's so easy to love. Unfortunately, he said he was scared and he didn't want anything right now, which I totally respect. But he acts like he wants more. And I can't fathom his actions into something that makes sense to me. I don't understand social cues very well. God, this is such a long story. Also, an addition: the other guy was is still the other guy is still in my life. And yes, how you? <laughs> oh God! And yes, story. I care for both, but he's done me wrong as well. Everyone around my, uh, everyone around me, I guess is what you're saying, would frown upon both relationships, only because of morals they have and the history. Uh, this is everywhere. I apologize. We accept the apology. I'm just lost in this sea of feelings, with no way of knowing if I should move on or move on now, to spare myself another ending like the last time, or let it work out because maybe we did come back to each other. Do you know what this gives me vibes of? I don't know if you've watched the new Netflix. There's a Netflix show called uh, Never Have I Ever, where the main char character, yeah, Devon, yeah she finesses two boys at once in season two. She just has two boyfriends. This is this is giving me I the same vibe. I haven't watched all of it, but whilst my sister was watching it, I started watching with her. So I didn't watch from the start. She's probably the most but... messiest main character in history. I I hate that character. She finessed two relationships at once two two guys I feel like with this person so the first thing I sort of just got is I feel like they needed an outlet like, and this was their outlet which is the whole summary because this is there's like a lot of stuff that seems going on um, and I guess I guess that, that just something that I want to put out this is an outlet so if you do need an outlet of sorts please by all means um, you know use the leave a message form but please proofread your outlet I had to I had to improvise half of like half of this because the spelling was terrible, so just proofread your outlet before you kind of post it on the forum. But yeah, sorry, carry on. 
or just give him more work to do. It's not that deep. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like this was um, just them like also needing to rant. So creds to mm. them for that. Um, uh, hopefully it helped. But I guess we should probably just um, try and break this down <laughs> bit by bit. So the first part, dated as someone, he was a freshman, two years, oh wait, two years older. Okay, that's something that's also quite common um, in America that I wasn't aware of. I'm, I'm not aware of this either. Oh, so basically, I didn't know this until very until one of my boys just went to the States. So you know how oh, right. in the UK, everyone in your year is pretty much the same age as you, you know, from, from like September to July. Mm-hmm. And those are who you have your classes with. So obviously, if we're in whatever year we're in, the other years above and below us, they're, they're with other people. Yeah. In America, that's not the case. So the classes can have people from like, like let's say you could have some like year nines in classes with like year 12s or like yeah why why is that the case i think it's based it's just based on the class you're taking and then they just fuse all of them together so that's why when you hear a lot of stories about um people like freshmen dating like juniors or seniors or whatever it's because Mm. they tend to be in the same classes because there is no sort of like age restriction when it comes to the classes which is something i found really really interesting and very very different to the system we have over here which is why you tend to see like quite a lot of um just people dating like two year gaps potentially three year gaps which yeah, for us is obviously true. like what really that's, weird that's like, too much you do that in the uk <laughs> that's that's a case <laughs> you're a nonce like you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> like, like nah, you're like, a nonce yeah no yeah, it, like, it is people, it is if you do that in the uk like, you're a nonce are you all right um and obviously then when we hear stories about stuff like that in America we're just like surely that must be illegal you're like 17, 14 in our heads are like there's no way that should even be running but what we yeah. don't actually clock is that they're actually in very close proximity I mean technically in the states it is illegal because if I'm correct in saying most states have um, age of consent is 18 I don't know how that place works I honestly I neither really do I the age of consent in the UK is, if I'm correct, 16 as well, which, yeah. Okay, we need to get back to this story because there's a lot to unpack in this story. It's a lot. The first thing I was just going to say is at times when you're quite young and there is like a two-year difference, that can become quite apparent just because in that frame time, there's quite a lot of stuff that you become aware to or a lot of stuff you see that causes people to mature like quite quickly so what i mean by that is if you're 30 and 28 for example there won't necessarily be that much of a maturity difference but the difference between like 18 and 18 and 16 is a lot could be so vast or 17 and 15 is crazy just because of the the things that you become able to do in life um yeah so that's the first thing i sort of just um picked up and then they dated for two and a half years but then they broke up because he left for the girl he told her not to worry about. <laughs> that's just tough, man. Honestly, like what I, I don't know what to say. That's tough. I'm really sorry. I'm really yeah, sorry you had to go I, through that. You hear that story so often nowadays. That, you know, like it's actually hurtful. You feel bad for the people. Um, I kind of laugh, which is really mean. It hurts. Like I guess, especially because you had um, an idea, or you were worrying. Like, yeah it hurts don't beat yourself down because it may not have necessarily been the case when you were worrying it might have just been that afterwards Mm. it sounds bad they might have just used it as a way to get at you or it just happened 
like it wasn't even like that whilst you guys were dating it just happened um, straight <laughs> after but yeah unfortunately apologies for that but it seems like it seems like this person was chilling with this or not yeah. chilling with this but like they've they've built like they've worked on this this hasn't affected them too bad or they've worked on it yeah and then they've got she's got uh, he or she's got a new dude they so then her ex and that person her ex and his and his girl they get engaged yeah that's interesting to me wow but their word choice of me and this new dude are doing okay i guess sort of highlights to me that maybe the new guy you were with was probably like a rebound more than something out of that's what i was gonna say because it's like uh we're doing okay i guess or maybe if it wasn't a rebound maybe things just aren't no but the thing is like you say it's a rebound but then obviously somewhere down the bottom um she says uh the other guy is still in my life and yes i care for both but and but he's done me wrong as well so there's there's clearly some care and and affection here just because someone's a rebound doesn't mean you don't care for them i don't know So obviously, like, you're not going to just go for somebody who you have absolutely no sort of, like, appreciation or ratings for. That's not going to happen. Um, so there will be something there. And if you're with them for, for a certain period of time or quite a long time, things will develop. Like, proximity comes into it again. Um, you would have built up a relationship of some sort that you can fall back onto. So that will also be present. But the, okay, I guess... You know, if, if someone asks you, how are you? And you're like, okay, I guess. Like, it, it's not really selling. You're not really selling it. It sort of sounds like there's something, there's something hitting at you. There's something jabbing at you. So just from that, I can sort of, I would sort of advise you that maybe then it wasn't the best time to get in a relationship or maybe you were even looking to get out of it. I don't really know. Um, I think this person needs time to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I just think this person needs to get away from any relationship, whether it be with the old guy or the new guy, and just really kind of take some time with themselves and figure out figure out not what they want. I feel like I guess they know what they want, but just really just kind of take a step back. Because having that constant feeling of being in a relationship, I'm assuming at some point gets exhausting. Well, you might never, ever know. And if you're never, ever out of one, you can never understand you never have that, what yeah. value you need someone to actually add on to you yeah. like what value like what you're doing yourself what you're bringing yourself you don't yeah it gives you a th- good third person or like an, a good out of body experience of mm. what was lacking and then you can evaluate what exactly it is you're looking for in a relationship so um you want our advice get away from a relationship altogether just don't be in one you clearly shouldn't be in one you're finessing two people at once <laughs> Sounding salty. <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. He's like, you take too sounding... many men up. <laughs> no, nah, but you don't nah, do nah. that. That's disrespectful. Uh, let's see. I agree, but I can also understand why they're in such a dilemma because you can appreciate two different people in two different ways and not know how to weigh up which one's better than the other one if you get what I'm saying. Okay, well, in that case, if there's a waiting period and you really have to decide, then... Yeah, sure, so but... I, I think they do need some time to reflect. And again, she said both of these people have done them wrong. <laughs> you know? So it, yeah. they haven't actually mentioned if they've done any wrong and they might be currently doing wrong if they're playing these two people. We don't know if they're aware of one or the, one or the other, etc. 
So from that sense, toxic relationships are not really where you want to be. They're not the way to go about. They're <laughs> yeah. not the way to go about things. So I, I would also advise take some time out, uh, reflect and communicate to all parties about what's going on. All parties. Where, where your mind's at. So tell one of the guys, like tell both guys, look, you've hurt me, but I do care for you. But I think I need to take a step back and look at things. Um, and really just evaluate what it is that I want in A, on. a relationship and B, going forward. And also... I just wanted to say, I don't know where this person is at this point, if they're in college or high school, because they said high school, so I'm assuming they're in the States. But if if you're in college, and actually, no, that wouldn't matter. That wouldn't well, matter. Wouldn't. Never mind. It was, it, was a really, it was a really stupid point. And I say it now, now I'm intrigued. I was going to say, if you're still in high school and this person, I'm assuming that they're still in high school, right? If you're still in high school with this person, then I guess... There's no point in being in a relationship if it's in your final years of high school. You're going to move out. So what's the point? I know you're going to have some warriors right now being like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Those relationships don't work out. <laughs> they don't work out. No. Direct, it's not no, funny. It's true. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm not a believer that any of those <laughs> secondary school relationships are working. <laughs> yeah. Look. To everyone who managed to make it work, I give you a Congrats. round of applause. It's like one in a, I don't know, like 10 million, whatever it is. Yeah. But for the most part, <laughs> a lot of people are just not mature enough to be in that space. They don't understand the amount of time commitment um, it takes, you know, the amount of resources you have to set aside. That person essentially has to become a priority. And there are a lot in of conversations life. that you're not having that you need to have, etc. So it almost inevitably is ending in heartbreak or some so sort of hurt or emotional trauma, psychological damage for at least one party. And you might not even see the consequences of those actions at the start. But yeah, so just be really careful if you are doing a, one of those. <laughs> uh, Fake. It's, it's, it's not even real. We'll be together for the rest of our lives. Just, <laughs> Just be tough. You know, I don't wish heartbreak upon anyone. I, I, it doesn't look, it doesn't look, it doesn't look particularly nice. But yeah, just be careful with that. And again, to this person, just take some time aside and really reflect. Yeah, this person, whoever cell number forty-four is, right? I don't know if they're still watching. Please, like, step outside a relationship and reflect on what you're doing, honey, because this is. There's clearly a lot going on here and, and you just need time to yourself. That's what you need. You don't need a guy. You need time to yourself. That's it. They also said everyone, or everyone around them would frown upon it. So if all the people you... If the people who's... If the third party is frowning upon you treasure, it. And they're people you treasure and people you respect them, right? If all of them are saying something, I'm not saying that they're all going to be like, there will be certain certain circumstances where they might be wrong and just chatting absolute nonsense out of their like out of their mouths, mm. but just always reflect, you know, upon yourself and look at yourself and critique it and see if what you're doing is good and beneficial for you. Because if it's not, then again, just listen, take their advice, and they'll probably help you get out of that situation. Yeah, it's it's very important because especially when you're in a relationship, a lot of your judgments are clouded with infatuation. Um, infatuation isn't exactly 
It's very important in a relationship, but it's not exactly what keeps a relationship going. It definitely keeps a relationship going once you hit your late 50s. Because some people who hit their late 50s look like they haven't had like love in their relationship in a long time. But infatuation isn't the main thing. Uh, communication, being able to trust them, and um, things like that. They're very important, especially on the get-go. You don't need any of that. You need um, time to yourself. Because if the third parties around you who aren't uh, influenced by infatuation... <laughs> If they're all saying that it's something frowned upon, and as Akin said, these are people you care about and trust, take their advice and just, uh, and our advice, step away. Just just step away. As one of the people in the beginning, uh, in, in, in the beginning of this forum, you just need to get out of that environment. Keep yourself away from that environment for some time and really just reflect. And that's it. Something a bit more harsh, because again, I was just reading yeah, through all of this because there's a go lot. On. This, this, this deserves harshness. Like I'm, I'm just gonna be straight up. Yeah, people can be trash. <laughs> I just emphasis that trash, like that that word, like straight out disrespectful. The reason I just realized that um, they said that when they started linking up again and they caught feels, at first he didn't. But now he does, or at least he says. And the reason I'm saying that is because guys can lie to you, like <laughs> with no sort of no 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 sort of like remorse. You know, it's just pure malice. Like, and I don't think it's always aimed to be detrimental Delicious. to you. But they can like just in certain moments, instinctively, they might say something just because that's that's what comes out of their mouth. That's the way they're going to respond to it. And sometimes they don't necessarily understand the weight of those words and what they mean to you, even though they don't necessarily mean it. So what I mean by that is someone might Guys can say, out. I love you really, really quickly. Yeah, it's like a guy might mean it. out in a certain situation. So I'm like, oh, I love you. Or I'm going to be here for you forever. That's how they're feeling <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> but that's not how they deep down what's, you know, what's going on in their mind 24-7, if you get what I'm saying. You're going to have so many people worried after saying this. <laughs> Look, you just got to be straight up. But it's just like, yeah, with this guy, like, I feel as though he's acknowledged, like, what he has had with you is good. Or the other thing, and this is even root, like, this is even going to sound even more harsh, is that if a guy knows that he can holler at you and get what he needs to get or that you're going to come back and call on you, like, if he needs it, he's going to go and do it, if you get what I'm saying. So... If you're that infatuated that you're always going to run back and always going to give him a chance, he knows that whatever he messes up, he's got someone to to fall back on. So he can say these words and spout these things, like spout these things to you. But you've really just got to understand that it might not even be genuine or what you're looking for, or the way you resonate with what having feelings for a person means, or what love truly means in, in your eyes, etc. So really, just. Take, take take that harshly, but be direct with yourself and acknowledge that, again, take a step back. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's any harshness in that. That's true. Everything that you just said is true. It's quite direct, though, so it can, it can hit home. I think, I, think, I think this person needs a direct approach. I think this person, with the way they vented out, good for you that you vented out in this. I'm really happy because I, I wanted that when I made this farm. I wanted people to be able to vent out and feel better about it afterwards. But you do need to. You do need to, like, be direct here. Because this is a very unique situation. 
and a very delicate situation in which something terrible can happen. So I don't have anything else to add. I just, I will stand by my one point, which is just walk away. And Dave, please clip that thing that Akin said, that I said that will have people crying and second guessing. I really, I really want, I really want that clipped. I just want to create fear now. That's funny. Uh, yeah, no, I'm with Aslan as well. I advise you to take a step back, um, just evaluate the whole situation. I, and also, if whoever this person is, I'd really love it if you followed up on the forum with how things are going. Um, oh yeah, and please. Happen, like, and to everyone who's thing, uh, who's. Um, what's it called statements or questions that we've answered today please if there's been like progress or developments if you took the advice especially if you've got like long stories please respond back or interact with us in some way because i'd love to know how this thing helps people which way it goes if there was something else you realized or if there's even further events because that story it's great it was brazy but it was good It was a crazy story, but I loved it. And there are a lot of stories like this in in this farm. The more I read, the more I read, the more entertained I get. Stories like this, real good ones. (laughs) Yeah. So um, thank you very much for providing us with some good entertainment. There are obviously a lot more serious ones. You know, we send our love out to those people as well. Yeah, we're running time is exactly one hour almost fifty nine minutes and forty seconds counting. So. I mean, we've covered about five today, which is enough in my opinion. So I think I think we'll wrap this up. So again, this was the first episode of the Posted Podcast. So, you know, bear with us if there were, there were moments where it was a bit off. We are still working on that. Um, please leave any feedback and, and anything and any of your opinions throughout this. If it's instigate something that you think, you know, you want to comment about. So comment about it and um yeah leave a like and definitely follow us thank you for listening akin anything you want to add yeah to everyone uh who's shown love along the way i'm talking about from the tiktok instagram youtube uh all platforms and even message really appreciate it and i'm we're just really hoping to bring you even better content you know we'll improve our craft um just interact with us give us feedback and yeah, we're just looking to grow this thing and it was just really fun talking again. So just hope hopefully you guys tune in for more episodes. Yeah, I mean it was clearly fun talking. We said twenty minutes, right? We said twenty minutes at the beginning of this when we were talking about this last night. And we were off by so much. <laughs> we were we were off. So yeah, we clearly enjoy doing this. And please leave any constructive feedback. If your if your friends leave you know DM us on some feedback on what you think we should do, and and um, you know, thank you for watching. Um, I hope you I hope you thought about some things that we've we've talked about here, and it's instigated a good conversation with uh, with yourself. And other than that, we will catch you in the next episode. Thank you. See you in a bit. <laughs>